Welcome to Coffee and Change. I'm Bill Kirst. As a business professional, a U.S. veteran, a lifelong learner, and an active listener, I help others navigate, understand, and adapt to our ever-changing workplace and world. As a third culture kid, I call many places home. Presently, Seattle is where I explore my creativity through the power of words and images. In this podcast, we journey with our guests, gaining knowledge and inspiration from their stories. Welcome back, and thanks for listening. My next guest opens the aperture to untapped potential, illuminates lifelong purpose, and captures possibility for healing, all from the most complex canvas on earth, the human face. John Meadows is a high-end headshot photographer and expressions coach who works to change lives. He builds up his subjects, teaching them how to present themselves on camera and get the best out of them. His results speak for themselves, found in the faces of powerful humans who unite with themselves from a place of healing and happiness, all captured in a single shot. Join me in this fascinating discussion with John as we talk about how expression, representation, and healing all happen in front of and behind the camera. John for joining for don't know if you know this but you are the first episode in the fall season of and change podcast so oh good this is what gets everyone to tune in for the whole season right um and honestly I'm really excited to chat with you because I've been following your work for quite a while um and I owe it to Jonathan Tennis so yeah. Jonathan Tennis and I are good friends I saw him last night he was at a networking event I was at did you yep. okay uh, so we're good friends. We work together. And um, it was through your work and your working with Jonathan, obviously, as, um, you know, as a subject or a customer, if you will, that I got to see your work and sort of follow the threads through LinkedIn and ended up on your profile and saw what you were doing and the way you were describing it um, felt so different in this space of human expression, capturing the humanity in people, being a photographer, and being in a professional space, professional development, especially in the military community. So that's kind of how I arrived at you. And I just continue to follow your work and be really taken, frankly, with how you um, imprint what you do for people to bring them a, a, a level of humanity that I think a lot of people don't see. So that's kind of my, my, how I found you, but I would love for you to do a little bit of an intro to people listening to, to who you are, what you do and, and how you, how you got into this work and we can unfold it from there. Sure. Well, um, thank you. Thanks for this opportunity. Um, I, Jonathan was not a client. Uh, he's a great guy, but he participated in this, uh, it's my passion project. It's something that I do that, uh, doesn't really pay anything. I mean, I get a referral here and there, which is great. Uh, but it's uh, working with the military community uh, to help them with their professional development, their online presence, 
connecting them to jobs, um, care especially about those transitioning from the military as they often are unsure of what life outside the military as an adult who needs to make money looks like. Um, and my thought was I've developed this uh, skill, which I can cover in a minute how I see it, uh, but it doesn't take too long to get someone one great headshot. Um, and those people are growing in their appreciation of the value of a headshot. But I think many of them probably wouldn't be my client because I tend to be more expensive. And um, so I thought, well, it would be a really cool way to help them to give them a headshot. Um, if they use it on LinkedIn, for example, it helps them just as much whether they understand how much it's worth or they just think it might help um, or it's just something they have to do to be have their complete profile. So for four years, I did an annual event myself that was headshots for veterans. Uh, so it's veterans, those transitioning soon, military spouses, and we added reservists for this year. Um, kind of overlooked them in the past. Uh, so uh, two years ago, a Marine veteran uh, friend of mine, uh, now a friend, came to the event, and he's a videographer. He was transitioning. He saw the network that he, networking that was happening, and uh, he's, he's, we got to be friends. And he's like, we should do more than headshots. So we did our career development convention last year, uh, which is headshots, uh, video profiles, networking, education, and a job fair. Um, and it's at a very nice venue called the Army Navy Country Club in Virginia. It's coming up on September 28th this year. Uh, so that's how I met Jonathan through through that and the quarterly events we do. Anyway, uh, I don't often lead with that, but you mentioned Jonathan, so that's that's what I do on for the military community. Um, generally, um, I have high-end headshots. I'm a Washington D.C.-based headshot photographer. People fly me around sometimes. Uh, I travel. Um, but most of my work is done in the DC area. I'm a headshot photographer and facial expression coach. I think, uh, just the term headshot photographer means for most people that they have a good camera, they know something about lighting, they know how to tell people to smile and they point the camera at them and get usually pretty close. And then they take pictures while they're being told to smile. Um, and I, uh, I got into photography because my mom said six years before I got the camera, she said I might be good at photography from my London pictures that I was taking and posting. That stuck in my head for six years and got into it. Started shooting bugs, got the basics down, the exposure triangle down for those who know what that is, just the basics of how to use the camera. I was like, I want to make money with this. So I started real estate photography. I uh, practiced on a friend's four or five houses. He's a realtor. And um, then was like, Got, I got roped into a headshot session. First headshot session was with one of President Obama's nine national security advisors. And we shot next door to the White House and got a White House tour. I didn't want to photograph people because I didn't know how to light them. I thought it would be awkward to learn how to light someone with someone there. And, you know, potentially saying like, let's try this. Like, oh, you don't look good like that. Uh, let's try this. Oh, you don't look good like that either. <laughs> um, and then even more awkward and just, I'm surprised I knew this without having photographed people. But um, I was like, I know it. Even if I get the lighting right, I'm going to tell them to smile 
and that's not going to look good. <laughs> so um, I found a mentor who was teaching lighting and coaching uh, and expressions. And so I really focused on that as my differentiator. Um, yes, I have good light. There are other people who have great light, even in our area. The, the skin will look good. The hair will look good. The clothing will look good. You'll pop. There won't be bad shadows on your face. But uh, I was like, if I can help people look like they really look and like I know that they can look um, with good lighting and the expressions to go with it, then that would be special because I know headshots are like going to the dentist. You know, you have to do it sometimes. And um, I feel like the, the typical great dentist, you're like, oh, that was pretty good for dentistry. Um, but no one enjoys going to the dentist, even if you have a great dentist. You love your dentist because it's not terrible when you go in. Uh, but you never find a dentist. You're like, oh man, when can we? When can I do my next cleaning? That was I really changed my life. Um, I feel much better <laughs> about who I am. So um, yeah, I'm like the dentist that you actually want to go to, just not because it's you have to and he's the best you know, but because it's actually fun. Yeah, I mean, I love. There's so much to unpack there, and <laughs> I, I I would love to uh, to start off with sort of that sense of. Um, you know, when people think about a headshot, they think about it as maybe a means to an end, right? Like I have to do it. So it's a, it's a bridge to get me to not maybe a job I'm trying to go for a portfolio. I'm trying to start an entrepreneurship, you know, venture. No. But what I find really interesting about your work uh, is I can see that there is a level of, um, reunion that happens with the, the, the subjects. And what I mean by that is they re-meet themselves in a way they never expected that they would. I and think there's a union. <laughs> They've never seen themselves like this before. Often. Okay. There you go. Yes. <laughs> like, it's not like, well, I liked myself 10 years ago, you know, when I was 35, but now that I'm 45, you know, I feel like, um, I'm kind of run down. I, I, I gained five pounds. I, you know, I have, I'm getting wrinkles. Uh, my hair started to go gray and now I have to color it. It's not like that usually. To me, um, there's a certain aspect of photographing children that's really easy because you just say, like, give me a look like you're sucking on a sock. And then, oh, man, you know, like, you know, whatever. It's they're they're happy. They don't have the self-consciousness. They're not worried about, you know, well, I'm. 33 pounds, I'd really like to be 29 pounds. <laughs> um, so <laughs> to me, as, as soon as people become aware of how they look and they see other people and they're comparing themselves. And um, my mentor has a story where he photographed one of uh, Miss America, one of the Miss America winners. I don't know, maybe it was five years after she won, 10 years after she won something. I saw the picture, it was amazing. And uh, he was excited about what they were getting because they were amazing. And she turned to her husband and said, honey, I hate my face. You know, this is one of the most beautiful people in the world who doesn't like her face. Mm. Um, so we have, um, it's really for, for the first time, sometimes people are like, this is amazing. I, that, that 
that is me. I can't believe that's me. I can't believe it's them without retouching. You know, I didn't make you look good later. Like I, I got the base layer and now I'm going to make you look good later. Like you look good now. My images look 90, 98, 99% of the way they look after retouching before retouching. Um, so people cry. I had someone in Friday who um, has gone through breast cancer, had tissue removed, had tissue removed on the other side to kind of match, then gained some weight, gained weight around where the mass was taken out. That's how, where you gain fat when you have fat tissue removed around where you had it removed. And so it was like a little bit, you know, it's not in the right spot. It's like a little under her arm. She's going through, you know, she went through chemo. I took a shot of her and brought her around and she, she swore and cried, which means it's a happy swearing. <laughs> um, she's crying. She said, that's me. That's me. Like, and was like wiping away tears. Um, and uh, so that's very powerful stuff. Yeah. When I saw that post you had the other day, I got super emotional too, because there's, there's an element to this work that is um, transformative. And, and I, I really appreciate that you corrected me on the reunion to the union, because in many cases, people have never met themselves mm -hmm. in this light of um, expression, appreciation, and, and kind of honesty, right? It's a very intimate exchange um, that I imagine occurred between the photographer and the subject. And I'm curious if you could talk a little bit about that, because you're working with, obviously, as you mentioned, right, in that case, um, a recovering cancer, um, you know, uh, patient in the case of veterans, you're working with people who have kind of been programmed not to make it about themselves mm -hmm. at all, right. at any cost. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden we as reservists or veterans or, you know, members of the military are front and center. And even just thinking about it makes every cell in my body almost want to reject it. So like that's, that's a very unique sort of interplay and exchange. Can you talk a little bit about what that's like to, to sort of set that for the person in order for them to become comfortable and even open to probably what you described as sort of the facial expression coaching? Yeah, it's very, gets very personal very quickly. Um, we come to the studio and we look at their clothes sometimes first, sometimes it happens before that. And sometimes people will tell me, well, like, okay, so I, um, I'm bad in front of the camera. I've never liked to picture myself before. Um, my nose is big. My eyebrows are too far apart. My forehead's large. Um, this eye is kind of different size. My ears kind of stick out, you know, not, not many people have all those, but people have a few different things. They sometimes run through like insecurities about themselves. You know, maybe they've actually talked to, you know, five people about this in their life. Um, and I think uh, it's gotten easier. People, people trust me. Often people are connected to me, connected to me on LinkedIn for a bit. So they see some stories, they see the photography, they, they know that I'm really good at what I do. And so I think they're more open, like, let's, I mean, he needs to know this about me before we start. And uh, so it's a bit about the openness of clients. Sometimes it does happen later in the session for longer sessions. Um, sometimes we'll be photographing them for 20 minutes. And they're like, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's good. I'm like, these are really good. What's, what's going on? And then 
sometimes that conversation happens then. Well, I mean, you're doing good, but I just, you know, I think this side of my face is better because of this or that, or like my shoulders just look way wider than they are, um, you know, and uh, I usually don't tell them like that's probably your shoulders. I mean, I'm not doing anything to your shoulders. So, but I am able to, you know, I, I didn't think they looked wide. <laughs> so if they say my shoulders are wide, I, I say, well, we can do this a little bit and cut in on this side of the frame to get rid of the bigger shoulder because the closer one gets bigger back one gets a little smaller, but I'm trying to maintain, I explain, I would explain that in that situation that I'm trying to maintain a, an angle that looks like you're talking to the person. So we don't turn sideways and do this to talk to someone. We might turn just, you know, five degrees, 10 degrees, and that can help with shoulders, but it still is, especially if the face is towards the camera, it's still a real angle that you would talk to someone at. Um, so yeah, sometimes it, it takes a little longer, but the more I know, the better I can help you. Yeah. I had a woman, um, who saw her picture last week, we review images throughout the shoot. So it's not seeing it at the end after the session and being like, I don't like these. <laughs> uh, if there's any negative, I encourage negative feedback so that I can know what to avoid, what they do like, what they don't like. I could love a big smile and they don't like their teeth. And when they don't like their teeth, most of the time, there's nothing wrong with their teeth. I mean, they're fine, but they don't like them. So I coach them better. Uh, but this woman says, I look old. And, uh, you know, it had been a long time since she had pictures taken. Um, but I worked with her and, and by the end, she just loved her images. Um, so it was, uh, it was a change of shirt for that. A change of shirt, change of background, actually the the background she liked on the shirt she liked were black. It was black, black, black. <laughs> um, but um, those, are, those are really cool to work. You have to work through it. You have to be open to having a conversation. You know, if someone says, I have all these problems with my face and my body, and you're like, okay, you know, just step there and, and smile. <laughs> you know, um, if, I, if, I, if they tell me, you know, I have a huge nose and I'm like, and I don't think they do. Sometimes I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's a little, little larger than normal. If I don't see what they're seeing, I do let them know. And I, I tell them I'm not, I don't think I'm going to change your opinion. I'm not expecting for me to say, you don't have a big nose. And you'd be like, oh, great. I'm so relieved. I thought I had a big nose. Uh, but I just tell them that I'm letting you know as someone who photographs people close up, very attuned to faces and facial expressions. I had not thought about your nose. Didn't, didn't come to mind that you might not like your nose <laughs> or your teeth or whatever it is. If I do feel like, you know, if I had a nose like that, then I would probably be a little self-conscious too. Then I, um, I'm like, okay, well we can, we can, we can handle that. There are ways to deal with that. And we'll light you. We'll try, you know, lighting you from one side a little bit more. It'll diminish the look of, the size of your nose, but it's, it's not a big deal. That's what we're, none of us are perfect, mm -hmm. you know, or someone will say like, I'm asymmetric. Like my, my left eye is a little lower than my right eye. I'll tell them about the study that showed that, um, 60% of people who have a mother with a left eye that's lower will marry someone with a left eye that's lower. Like it's really? no one's symmetrical. 
you know, if they say my small smile is off, you know, it goes to one side more than the other. I'll point out a study that it took celebrities dead on straight into the camera and it flipped their faces. So the left side was both sides, Mm -hmm. perfect symmetry, pixel symmetry. And people who knew those celebrities thought they were less attractive if they were perfectly symmetrical. Mm-hmm. Like asymm- asymmetry isn't bad. You know, we don't want one side of the mouth going way down and one side of the mouth going way up, but we don't need it to be split perfect left and right. Um, that's people are attracted to some asymmetry in the face. So um, I have these things that I've developed to, you know, handle pretty much everything. You know, I've shot thousands of people now. So um, yeah. I've had those conversations. So nothing, nothing phases me anymore. <laughs> Well, and it's so interesting. I'm sure you didn't set out to um, be such a carrier of vulnerability or even therapy, but but I wonder, have you reflected on that? Because as you're describing it, and even as I imagine, right, putting myself in a position like that, where we do come with our insecurities, um, I imagine it equates to like years of therapy emerging from a session. Well, not only was I not planning to do it, it was kind of in the background of why I didn't want to photograph people mm-hmm. was the things I said, lighting and coaching expression, but also it's now I'm more comfortable with it, but it is a challenge when you're thinking about, I'm okay. I'm going to start photographing someone. What if someone feels like they're fat or they are overweight? <laughs> they are actually maybe overweight. What do you do with that? You know, if you're building a portfolio, what a lot of photographers do is they get, you know, 18, 19, 20 year old people who have, you know, low body fat, very good, um, very good, quote unquote, attractive. Generally, people think they're attractive and um, they photograph them and they look great. <laughs> you know, it's easy. <laughs> you just light the person and people think, wow, that's a great picture. Um, what happens if you get someone who's, you know, middle-aged and, you know, doesn't go to the gym and needs to look good to get this, you know, hundreds of thousand dollars a year job, Hmm. what do you do with them? So I've never, um, I've always been aware of trying to create a portfolio that everybody can see themselves in. Also side note, 18 to 19 to 20 year old people usually don't have a lot of money. (laughs) Um, so and everyone's approaching them. Every photographer wants to photograph them. So right. they, they're they not going to pay for anything because they have 15 photographers. Like I like photographing people. People like my images. People want to photograph me for free. They're not ideal clients besides. Yeah. There was something you said that reminded me earlier. Um, so you had mentioned when you started photog- doing photography, you had mentioned London, and then you'd started I think you said you were photographing insects. Is that right? Yeah. In Louisiana. Okay. Yeah. So it reminded me of two things. One is when I got my first DSLR uh, back in the day, my first client, um, and again, this was super amateur and I was just passionate about photography and I had friends and coworkers who said, oh, well, we'd love to support you in your passion, your hobby. My first client was a chef. Cool. And she asked me to come in and do the cuisine photography for her website. Now, you probably know this, many people know this, food photography is very difficult, <laughs> yep. extremely difficult because of lighting and texture. And um, and I learned a lot 
in that first session. And if there's any way that Angie's listening to this, thank you, Angie, for taking, uh, you know, taking faith in me and placing a bet on me because um, I learned a great deal about angles and light and the camera. And, um, and the part that I actually loved more than anything was sort of that, um, almost that blurred out portrait where you could see her working in the background as the chef. And mm -hmm. obviously the, the food is the, the center sort of in the foreground. And the reason I loved it is because it captured another person's passion, right, in that moment. And then that also reminded me of, there was a TV show years ago um, that you may be familiar with. I think it was on Bravo. It was called The Shot. Do you no. remember this? No? So it was, it was early days of Bravo, to my knowledge. Um, and they basically brought in amateur photographers to do essentially portrait and fashion photography. But it wasn't so much about, uh, you, didn't, you didn't get to choose the lighting. You didn't get to really choose the clothing. Um, you certainly didn't get to choose the model, but you were the photographer um, and you had to work with everything you provided. And of course, like many of those reality shows, it was a competition and there was a little bit of backbiting and infighting, but it was fascinating to watch because you understood so much about the human as the photographer um, and how they interacted with their subject. And the way I think they judged the results or you know, came, came to the winner was not always about the shot. The actual photo. Sometimes it was about how the photographer themselves changed through the process, and more importantly, how their subject changed through the process. Um, and so it was very multidimensional, um, and it just made me think of that as you were discussing all of those elements of, of what we do with photography now um, and how much we take for granted, frankly. Yeah, there's a lot that is conveyed by the process. The process affects mm -hmm. the image. My mentor is like, I don't care if I make an absolute fool of myself. If the results are good, that's what I want. I don't care if, and I will say, I don't care if the expressions are genuine or not. So I usually have the small smiles you might've seen. Mm -hmm. Those are fake. I mean, they're not genuinely slightly happy. <laughs> I'm just telling them what to do. And it right. looks genuine. Some of them look fake. We delete those. Some of them look genuine and we keep those. The bigger smiles are usually genuine almost always genuine. They were really like recovering from a laugh. Mm -hmm. Ha ha ha. Those are really bad. But then people settle into a, a genuine, settled, big smile, then medium, then small as they come back to baseline. So anything with teeth is usually that was real in the session. I wasn't saying smile like a little bit more. You're like at a medium. I want like a large smile. Um, but yeah, what you said reminded me, you probably saw this, I feel like it's very popular with anyone who's into photography, but there's this, uh, you know, bigger guy, um, like muscular guy, and they put him in a warehouse, like an industrial big space, and they had four or five photographers, I think, and they told, everything was the same, uh, but they told the photographers that this guy was, you know, a convict, a fisherman, mm. Um, and corporate executive, there were two others, whatever. There's one per photographer and the, the photos were different and the way they interacted with him was different. And so, um, I'm not just, not just interested in who people are, but who they want to be uh, and who they're headed towards being. Um, so if I get a super serious CEO in here and, uh, 
we talk for 10 minutes and he's like, this is what I need. And I know he's like, I have to leave in 25 minutes, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I, I tell him, you know, give me a look like you're wearing a very tight set of leather pants downtown at midnight while I'm photographing him. And he goes, what? <laughs> and then he, he settles into this big, genuine, settled smile. And I capture that. And it's an awesome image. I would probably tell him you, that's not, you shouldn't like, if you want that for your personal life, you might be like that with your family. They would probably love it, but that's not a good shot for you for like to put on LinkedIn. Cause that is not you. I've worked with you for 20 minutes. You're not, cutting up you're not you're not a hoot you're serious you know what you're doing you're in charge of a lot of responsibilities got things to do people to see we got a big laugh which is cool but that's not what you want to convey i think because that's not how professionals meet you that's not what they get hmm. so it's a bit of like who are they does this fit them and a bit of like well, what do they want to do you know if he was like I'm on a board for, you know, uh, kids who, you know, I build playgrounds for kids like, well, okay, well that might work, but if it's just like an updated CEO of a big tech company, that's not going to work. <laughs> All right. So it's a bit of both. I would love to, to talk a little bit about the genuine here and shift gears slightly towards the, the topic of the day, which is AI. Mm -hmm. So you and I exchanged some interesting um, notes when we were sort of prepping for this discussion. And, and one of the things I've seen, you've seen, is there is this sort of deluge of people taking their own selfies, putting it into an AI uh, engine, and generating what it appears to be sort of a LinkedIn quality type headshot. Mm -hmm. um, based on what I've seen you do, and how you've changed people's lives. I'm curious your thoughts on what we're seeing as people kind of take literally their human canvas and, and drop it into uh, generative AI engines and have things come back. And, you know, I'll be honest, I played with it a little bit too to see, but mine was more of like an avatar type or persona kind of cartoony type, less about, hey, let me try and look real as if a photographer took this. So you must, you must get this a lot where people are saying, why should I sit with a photographer and, and pay maybe these rates when I can just put it into this tool that I can get on my phone for $4.99 via the app store? I would love your thoughts on that. I have yeah. my own, um, but I would love your thoughts on yeah, that. Like because I, think it's something that yeah. um, I tell you, I do not hear that a lot. Uh, it's interesting that you say there's a deluge. I was, that's not how I saw it. It might, I assume you're correct. Probably are a lot of people doing it, but not people that know what I do. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm happy to talk about it. I'm, uh, aware of it as a potential, you know, detriment to my business. Um, but, um, I've only had one person tell me that they went with an AI shot. And I saw the AI shot and I know that they just don't care a lot. <laughs> um, it's not good. It doesn't look real. It looks slightly cartoony. Uh, the expression isn't good. The, no, none of it's good. Um, it's okay if you just want something that looks more like you now and your last shot was 10 years ago and 
You just need something for that space that isn't that 10 year old chat. Um, but one reason I think is because I get a lot of my work from LinkedIn. So when people hear that they need a headshot, they realize they need a headshot. They just want a headshot, whatever it is. People usually come to me because they want a big promotion or to change careers, change industries, or they got a job that's SVP of something. And they're like, I cannot use this car shot, um, this car selfie. Uh, so they either are looking to move up or they've moved up and they're like, this is not acceptable anymore. Um, but basically, my, uh, I am very focused on the experience. So I don't think anyone's gotten AI headshots back and cried because they just look so great. Um, right. I think that going through the experience builds confidence. Uh, I think AI is going to be very helpful in a lot of ways. But I think it is going to make us appreciate authentic things. Um, and so there will be the question of like, I don't know if this is authentic or not, but the person knows if it's authentic or not. And, uh, seeing yourself, like having a picture taken of you, then seeing it on the screen right away, knowing that that is me to me, if you get a great headshot, a headshot where you look great, your skin is great, you know, you're glowing, good expression, um, you know, the right background, the right clothing, everything, um, you know, you, you will be tempted to think, well, this is a version of me that is not real, but it looks good. <laughs> um, versus if you are photographed and you see it, you're like, again, it's like this, I didn't make you look good in retouching. Mm -hmm. You look good. <laughs> it's totally different. Mm -hmm. And so I think there's going to be a general, appreciation for what is authentic. You know, I saw a video that was AI generated and it looked pretty, pretty good. I didn't know that they weren't real people. Those people do not exist. Right. Uh, but I think especially if you're on LinkedIn and you're, you're being authentic and you do the photography and people see other people and they know that they know that that's authentic because you posted it and they, they gave this great review and a post with the pictures. They know that's real and they appreciate that. It's just never going to match what AI can do. I think the $5, I've seen like $40 uh, headshots are a real, should be a real concern for people who charge, you know, a few hundred bucks and tell you to smile. <laughs> because in, in many cases, if you get 50 different AI headshots, you're going to like some of them better than anything you got from the cheaper session, the cheaper real session. $300 people who don't direct you, yeah. don't engage with you. So yeah. um, I am aware of it and, you know, who knows, but I don't think it's going to be a problem for me because I really focus on the experience. It's wonderful. Yeah, no, I appreciate you you sharing that. And obviously when I say deluge, I think it's part, partly because I, you know, I work in the tech space, right? So mm -hmm. there's a lot of people that I see that not only want to try these things, play with them, but then there are some cases they're actually... I wouldn't use the word delighted, but they're pleased with the outcome. So they they probably put it out there because they want to be supportive of the technology that many in many cases they're they're working on or building. Many of but, my clients are in tech. Though. Oh yeah, I haven't seen that for for my people. I'm not doubting you, but I haven't seen that for people who 
I know are interested in working with me. Mm. That's good. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. Um, so I, I agree with you. It's going to be so interesting. And even thinking about what's happening with the, the writer strike and the actor strike and all of that, right? We don't need to get into that, but that's a whole nother um, aspect of this humanity discussion. Um, in, in the last few minutes here, I would love for you to share um, how folks can get in touch. Or if, for example, if you're saying, hey, you know, if, if you want more people to look at your portfolio, or maybe there's somebody listening and saying, you know what, the way he described this experience um, doesn't sound like the dentist. It actually sounds pretty, pretty enjoyable. I would love to reach out. What's the best way for them to, uh, to get contact? Sure. LinkedIn is my uh, most prominent social media profile. Uh, so just connect with me over there. Add a note that you saw me here. Um, mm -hmm. And if you just want to connect, that's fine. Um, I, I don't pitch anybody on anything ever. Maybe, maybe three times in the last six years, I've been like, I really would like for you to come in. <laughs> um, but pretty much I'm uh, the idea, the business idea that's worked really well for me is um, helping people know, like, and trust me through posting. And I just wait for them to initiate. I photographed someone a couple months ago who I connected with uh, 12 years ago. Uh, we were on a political campaign. He was the senior advisor talking to the candidate. I was the sign and volunteer guy. Uh, I saw him in the office. We said, hello, I connected with him. That was it. There's no reason for us to talk. <laughs> and we had one email exchange like eight years ago, see if he could help me find a political job. He wrote back. I don't remember what happened, but it wasn't an involved thing. That's it. And then uh, three, four months ago, he's like, hey, I love what you're doing. I, I love what you're doing. I love your story. Your work is amazing. I do make it to DC every so often. So I want to come photograph with you. I want to get my headshots with you. And he hasn't liked anything or commented on anything of, mm. I've ever done, I don't think. <laughs> um, but he was watching. Um, so that's kind of my style. So if, you, if you're not interested right now, um, just connect. It's fine. I'm not going to try to pitch you, try to get you in. Um, but if you say anything that indicates that you may want to come in, I'm going to try to set up a call and we'll go over it and we'll get you booked. <laughs> um, it's highendheadshots.com. And uh, my my phone number is on uh, LinkedIn. And that's where I live, basically, online. Thank you. Well, I will, I will definitely say that it is a goal of mine. Um, as someone who lived in D.C. for 14 years, um, now lives out here on the West Coast. But it is a goal of mine to, to, to do something like this. And, um, and I'll just put that out there <laughs> for, for whenever that might be. Cause I do get back to DC quite a bit. I'll call um, you right after this. <laughs> there you go. Book, book something. <laughs> um, I really appreciate you, you coming on the show and sharing this. Um, you know, there's, there's people in the world that are kind of doing the, the work that is unseen, um, and the work that really helps people heal and, I just wanted to acknowledge that you are doing that for a lot of people. Um, thank you for doing that for veterans, for uh, people who are healing, um, and clearly for people who are trying to, you know, change their lives for the better. So just want to say thanks for, for sharing this and, and joining and sharing your story. Yeah, thank you. And congrats on your big speech. Thank you. Very cool. You're apparently changing people's lives too. <laughs> it was, uh, it was a great honor, um, to share, to share that, uh, that stage with uh, five other people who were changing the lives of young um, 18 year olds um, at my alma mater. So yeah, yeah it was, important. it was really great. Thank yeah. you.
Cool. Thanks for having me on. Good to meet yeah, you. you. You know, we didn't talk much about you, but I got to know you a bit through your questions and comments. So uh, we'll sure. stay connected. Sounds good. Thank you. Thanks. Good.